This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We're, we're on a series on being led by the Spirit of God. And, um, you know, I think it's probably, it's probably, uh, probably one of the most important series you can really get a hold of. Amen. Is to hear from God. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to lose. How many people, people like to lose out here? No, nobody. Amen. No hands. And uh, no, everybody wants to win. You know, God has put a winning nature on the inside of each one of us and nobody likes to lose. Amen. And, uh, and so God wants us to win in life. Do you believe that today? And And so to win in life, we have to learn to follow the leading of God, the leading of his spirit. And uh, and we are we are focused on uh, two two scriptures. Um, One is Proverbs 20, 27, and that is the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. And that's a good one. And basically, the Spirit of the Lord is, you could say, the light bulb of the Lord. And, and in, other, in other words, God's going to lead us and guide us through our spirits. Amen. And we have to understand that we're not, you know, and, and what I like about this is that God leads us. He doesn't push us. Amen. He doesn't pressure us. See, you know, the devil will push us. Yes. The devil will pressure us Amen. to make a decision. Um Salespeople can pressure you. Amen. The, uh, you know, uh, have you ever been pressured in buying something? And you should never feel pressure. Amen. You should. In other words, God leads us by his Holy Spirit. He leads us. He doesn't pressure or push or coerce. Amen. And another uh, scripture that we're going with is in Romans and um, in Romans. Let me see. Eight. It says here in 14, it says, for as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And um, I don't know about you, but I want to be led by God and I want to be considered a son of God. Amen. And so we need to learn to be led by God. The first installment in this series, we talked about that, uh, that we to be led by the spirit. We were were giving you some nuggets and some points on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that you need to guard your heart. And we can't, we got to guard our hearts because the Bible actually says in, in Proverbs uh, chapter four, it says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. If you don't guard your heart, you're going to have issues. Another translation says, guard your heart because it determines the course of your life. And so we need to guard our hearts. And a lot of times our hearts are all cluttered up. It's hard for us to hear from God. Amen. And so we need to guard our hearts and, and, and protect our hearts. And what, what I focused on in that message was that we got to make sure that we're walking upright before God as best as we can. Amen. In other words, that we, we're obeying God. We're, we're obeying our conscience. And your conscience is really the voice of your spirit. We talked about that. And, and your conscience is a safe guide as long as you're born again. Amen. And the Bible says that God has downloaded his laws into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you get born again, you get a new heart, you get a new spirit, and you have a want to to walk with God. Amen. Amen. 
We also talked about that God wants to walk with us. He wants to reveal truth to us. And that is in the first installment. Um, and second uh, installment of this, which was last week, we, we talked about that God wants to prepare our hearts. He, wa- he wants to prepare us um, to hear from him. You know, you got you to gotta be prepared to hear from God. Amen. And we, we talked about some key points there. And, and uh, some of the key points there was that we need to study our Bibles. Amen. How many people study your Bible? How many people are out here studying your Bible? Amen. In other words, you need to get into the word of God. Don't don't just let Sunday morning be the only word that you get for the week. No, no. You need to spend time in God's word. That's how God can speak to you as well. He can. He speaks to us through his word. Amen. And his word and, and the Holy Spirit always agree. So that's a that's that's a key nugget this morning that if you know you're being led to do something that doesn't agree with the word of God, then you, then you may be not being led by God. Amen. It might be your flesh or it might be the enemy trying to lead you into some areas. Amen. So we need to, you know, read our Bibles. We need to learn to pray. Amen. We need to learn to get in God's presence. And a lot of times, you know, our prayer services are really small. You know, not a lot of people come out to the prayer services. But, you know, there's power in prayer. And God wants, you know, if you want to be a powerful Christian, you're going to have to learn to start praying. Amen. Amen. You need to learn. And and Jesus said, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. Weak. Amen. So, so the flesh is weak, but the, but the spirit's always willing to do the right things. Amen. And so, and then we, we need to learn to praise and worship God. That's, that's another way of preparing our hearts uh, to hear from God. You got to prepare your hearts to hear from God. And so, and so today I want to talk to you about positioning yourself to hear from God. And we're going to, we're going to go into some stories in the Bible, but, uh, before we go into that, uh, the number one way that God guides us, uh, is through an inward witness. That's the number one way that God guides his people is through an inward witness. It's an inward knowing. It's a um, it's an inward witness. We talked about this in last week in Acts 27. Uh, The Apostle Paul was uh, on a ship uh, going. He was going to Rome on the ship. And and the Bible says that that in 27, 9 through 11, he perceived that the ship was going to have a lot of problems. It was going to come into a storm. And he tried to tell uh, the Roman guard, that captain that was taking him over there. And the captain, of course, the Roman captain, you know, uh, consulted with the, the, the guy that was uh, selling the ship. And so he went with, with natural knowledge. And I'm going to say this, that sometimes it's better to go with supernatural knowledge than natural knowledge. Amen. In other words, God knows what's coming up ahead of us. Yeah. And we, and, and it's good just to get a word from the Lord. And he didn't really have word. He had an, he, he, he perceived. And that's why sometimes it's good just to, instead of some Christians, they perceive and they would say, well, God told me this. It's better just to say you perceived. Amen. Because you could be wrong. Amen. And, and, you know, we always can be wrong because, you know, like I said last week, we're, we are practicing. In other words, we're learning to walk with God and none of us has it down to a science. And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. You could be a Christian for 40 years and still miss God. 
Amen. You can read your Bible. You still you don't think that you can't miss God. Amen. Because the day you start thinking you can't miss God, guess what? You need to come up here for prayer. You just missed them. It's called spiritual pride. Amen. And so that's the number one way. And, and we really want to be led by an inward witness. You know what's right and wrong. But sometimes we can override these things. And we don't want to override that. That's, that's a way of protecting our hearts. Amen. Uh, the, the number two way that God leads us is through an inward voice or a still small voice. And, it's, and sometimes it's so small and subtle you miss it. Amen. In other words, what it is, it's that still small voice. It's really your spirit picking up on God's spirit, giving you revelation to your mind. So it, it could be as simple as you need to change your oil in your car. Are you hearing? It could be that simple. It, it could be so simple because what is God trying to do? He's trying to lead us into success. Amen. He's trying to lead us into victory. He doesn't want us going through problems. You know, God wants us, he doesn't want us going through the, you know, that's why Jesus said, pray that, you, that, that you're not led into temptation. Amen. Amen. So God doesn't want us going, you know, he, God's not like putting us, dropping us down into a maze and seeing if we can find the cheese. Some people think God's like that. That's just, and, and just, he's just going to watch us, you know, and just see how frustrated we get. No, God's not interested in us getting frustrated. He wants us winning. Amen. And so, 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 so just a simple directive. Uh, God will lead us through a small inward voice and it's, and it's so subtle we can miss it. And that's why we need to learn to listen to our hearts. And we have to learn And If it's not quite, it's not right. You can, you can tweet that. If it's not, if it's not quite, it's not right. If it doesn't seem right, then you need to back up. In other words, we, we, as Christians, we need to be a little slower and making decisions than being so quick to run off the handle and, and, and to move out real quick. We need to learn to slow down. Doesn't the Bible say wait upon the Lord? Yes. You know, wait upon the Lord. Nobody wants to wait anymore. We, we want to drive through information from God. We want God to give it to us right now. But sometimes we just need to wait on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Is this helping anybody? Yes. Nobody wants to wait. We, because we're in a microwave society, we want everything fast. But you know what? Faster is not always better. Amen. Quicker. You know, the TV dinner is not all. It's not as good as as a dinner that's cooked in the stove and or over the grill. Anybody? Amen. How many people like? Anybody like? How many people microwave their food in here? Nobody. You guys are all gourmet cooks. My, not one hand has raised. I, no, you guys don't even own a microwave, do you? <laughs> My God, nobody's raising their hand for anything. Amen. Now, how many people like microwave food? Yeah, I mean, we'll get, yeah, baked potatoes. You can probably do baked potatoes. But, you know, but, but really the food is much better on a grill. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I mean, an open grill. I mean, how many grillers out here? Okay, thank you. You're going to be, you, I'm going to be signing you up for our next. Okay, well, <laughs> you can get that down. But anyway, we used to, can I side note, we used to have uh, these, uh, once a month we used to meet together and eat dinner w- with the group. And we did this for like every month. We do it like, like 
we try to do it every quarter, quarterly now. And we had one guy that was the griller. And I'm telling you, he got burned out. <laughs> After the third month, we didn't even see him. Like, where's our griller at? Okay, let me. <laughs> Somebody say, be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And then the next way that God leads us is through um, uh, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is a more authoritative voice. And really, when God speaks to us like that, now it's not very seldom, it's very seldom that he will speak to you like that. But a lot of times he's preparing you for rough waters ahead. Or he's, or he's trying to get your attention because there's something serious that you need to attend to. And so we need to really pay attention. It's a, it's a more of an authoritative voice, and, and it almost can seem audible. And so I'm going to say this, I, just a word of caution. Don't seek for voices. Just, just a word of caution. Because the devil can operate in this arena, because the devil is a supernatural being as well. And the devil can operate in the area of thoughts. He, he gets suggestions. He can give you thoughts. And, and you got to analyze these thoughts that come into your head. And, and you have to, don't go, you know, just because you have a thought to do something, you know, it's better to wait a little bit and make sure it's God, that God's in it. Amen. Amen. Because the enemy can work. The devil can work. And he knows how to deceive people. And he can transform himself as an angel of light, the Bible says. So, you know, uh, you, you, you got to be very careful about not seeking voices. So, again, let me just fo- let me just focus on the main point I want to make this morning on these points that I'm going over right now is that the inward witness and and obeying the word of God is your best bet. Amen. Amen? And then the all the others you're going to have to test. The Bible says test the spirits to see if they're from God. And there's many voices out here. And all have a significance. All, there's lots of voices that are trying to pull on us. But we got to make sure that we're focused on the voice of the Lord. Amen. Can you get an amen? Amen. amen. And so uh, uh, in the number four way that God reveals truth to us is through prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. And so prophecy... Um, you know, the, the simple form of prophecy. Let, let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. Let's look at this verse. And uh, let's just do some reading in the scriptures. Amen. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And uh, the, these are the spiritual gifts that Paul's talking uh, to the Corinthian church and, and to us as well. And he says here, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So 1 Corinthians, it says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Amen? And what is prophecy? What you may ask. Well, it's, it's God moving on a person to give a, um, a word. Uh, it could be a word for somebody, or, or it could be a word for a group of people. And it could be, um, you know, uh, normally uh, just pure prophecy is just a simple prophecy is a word of of, um, exhortation. It's a word of comfort. Amen. So simple prophecy should always be a word of exhortation or comfort and uh, given to a person that needs it 
or given to a body of believers that need it. Amen? Let's continue to look at this. So uh, let's go down to verse 2. It says, however, in the spirit... Let's, let's continue here. It says there, for no, uh, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Now, notice that. So, so prophecy is, in the elements of prophecy, it shouldn't be like your dog's going to die next week. You know, somebody shouldn't be prophesying that. It, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Or, you know, or, you know the, the devil's going to destroy your life two months from now. Now, now, now in, in a, in, if a person's a prophet and a modern-day prophet can give you a word of knowledge, which is something that's going on in your life that they don't know about, and they could reveal that to you to show you that God knows what's going on in your life to bring you comfort. And a prophet, a modern-day prophet, can also give you future information. Amen? And, and, and this is not really to, to guide you. Yes, it does guide you, but it should be information that God has already given to you already. It should be more for confirmation. Okay, this is New Testament prophet. In the Old Testament, the prophets prophesied. They, a lot of times they prophesied, you know, the judgments of God, and they, and they, they rebuked and they exhorted, amen, the people. And the New Testament prophet should prophesy something that's already agreeing with you in your heart. Amen? In other words, if, if I, I've heard of stories where a guy would come in and minister, and he would, he would prophesy to some lady, you're supposed to marry this person. Well, if this lady doesn't know any, you know, had anything in her heart about that, then she needs to say, no way, Jose. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? In other words, God will lead us. And if something comes out of left field and like, where is that coming from? Then probably God's not in it. And I'm going to say this, that even if you do prophesy a, a message from the Lord, the Lord uses your personality. It's a perfect gift, but he uses imperfect vessels. Amen. So he, he works through us and we're not perfect. So sometimes we can miss it, but God never misses it. Or he goes through the personality of a person. And, just, and, and so, you know, and even though he goes through, and, and he goes through a personality of a person, that, that, that the person could be on right on or he could miss it. So you've got to give grace to somebody that prophesies, but then you could have somebody prophesying money out of your pockets. And then they're really a prophet. They're really pro- profiting off. The, Thus says the Lord, you need to deposit $1,000 in my bank account by this, and your kid will be healed next week. No, you know, you got you know, and some of this stuff goes on in some churches. Not in this church, but some churches. In some churches you may came out of where people would prophesy, you know, at, at every service. And we're not against prophecy. We believe in prophecy. A lot of times prophecy happens in our prayer services. And, um, and so again, and prophecy has to be judged. Amen. Amen. Anything that you get that you think is from the Lord, you need to critique it and judge it. Make sure it's God. Amen. Don't just swallow anything you hear because in first Corinthians 14, 20, uh, nine, it says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judged. Amen. Why, why, why is Paul given that? 
exhortation because, because even if you are prophet, like I said earlier, we can miss it. We may have had too much pizza last night. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? We, 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 it may be more of our emotions and our feelings more into it. And it may not be God. Amen. Can I say something to you this morning? God's word is a more sure word of prophecy. Amen. What do I mean by that? God's written word, you know, you may say, I just wish God would tell me that he's with me. Well, his word says he'll never leave you, forsake you. That's more a word. Of, that's more of a word that you can stand on. You don't need somebody to tell you that God's with you because the Bible tells you that God. It's nice to have God tell you through somebody and God will do that. He can do that through the simple gift of prophecy, and it's great when he does that because we need that comfort, and he will do that. He has done that. Many a times we give prophetic words up here when people come out up here and, and for prayer, and they're, and they're needing something, and the Holy Spirit moves and reveals where they're at or, or it reveals, you know, where they need to get to or, or gives them some wisdom. Amen? How many people need some wisdom? Amen. And so God wants to get wisdom to us. Amen. And so, and so we need to understand that. So basic prophecy is, 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 is exhortation. It's comfort, praise God. Now, you know, God spoke to people in the Old Testament through prophetic gifts. And one of them, and we can get some, you know, we can draw some uh, good nuggets out of uh, the story about uh, in Second in Chronicles, and let's let's go to Second Chronicles chapter twenty. And uh, if you want to turn there, and basically, it, Israel was you know got a report. Uh, king Jehoshaphat, which was the king over Israel at that time, got a report that there were three armies that were going to come and attack them and to destroy them. And so this is at the very beginning. I may paraphrase a little bit of this. But, uh, but King, but listen, when you got problems or you got issues coming your way, um, you know, what, what he did was he set a fast for the nation. And this is where we need to prepare our hearts. When we're, when we're either, when we're planning on making a big decision, moving away or taking a new job, we should prepare our hearts to hear from God. That's right. Amen. Amen. And, and, and one of the ways to prepare our hearts is what he said. And, and really, they were in a place where, you know, they had three armies coming against them. And they, he knew that, that these armies could wipe them out. So, um, you know, he's, he, he declared a fast. And, and, and when we fast, what we're doing is we're disconnecting from the world. And, well, let me put it this way. When we fast and pray and get into the Word, amen, amen. you can fast and watch a carnal movie. And I don't know if you're disconnecting to the world. Amen. But when you fast and you, and you spend time in the presence of God, you're preparing your hearts. You're, you're, you're positioning yourself to get a word from God. Amen. That you might really need. And so what we have to do is we have to disconnect. So what he did, he set up and he, he set up a fast, you know, for the, the people. 
And then he started praying the promises of God. He said, God, you put us here and, 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 and you're, you promised us that we would be blessed. And he started, and that's a good way to, you know, start talking to God and reminding him about his promises. Of course, God doesn't need to be reminded about his promises. You do. Amen. And the reason why sometimes we're in fear is because his promises are slipping out of us. And we need to meditate on his promises and we need to speak his promises. Whenever the enemy is attacking you, a, a good thing for you to do is speak the promises of God in the midst of the turmoil you're going through. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And a lot of times what we want to do is we want to call somebody and get their advice. But, you know, it, it's okay to get people's advice, but it's better to, to get leading from the Lord. Because people can have lots of opinions and still steer you wrong. Amen. But really, the Lord will lead you and guide you into all truth. And, and here in this story, uh, so they stay, stay, they had a fast, they fasted, they started seeking the Lord, they started praying, and then in Second Chronicles 20 and verse 14, we'll, we'll drop down right here in 14, it says here, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, I'm glad I can, I can pronounce all these names, this, never, the son of Matanena, a Levite of the sons of Asp, <laughs> in the midst of the assembly. And he said, I bet you didn't know I took speech. Amen. <laughs> listen, all of you, uh, listen, all you of Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is the prophecy going forth. And you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I love it when God starts revealing to us that he's here with us and that the battle's not ours, but it's the Lord's. Amen? Amen. And he started revealing this to him. Do not be afraid. And see, God doesn't want us to be in fear. Uh, you know, I believe in the Bible, it's, 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 someone said it's written over 365 times, fear not in the Bible. And so he says, do not be dismayed. Because the great multitude, the battle's not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down. Now here's some direction. But tomorrow go down against them. They surely come up by the, by the instant of Zids. And you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. See, I'm talking about positioning yourself this morning. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And I'm going to say this to you today. Whatever you may be encountering, God's with you. And you got to believe that you can't allow whatever that evil report, you know, a doctor can give you an evil report. Maybe, maybe you have a report of a disease and it's a terminal thing. That report is not the last report. God's word is the final report on that. Amen. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And so we, we need to understand that. So when the enemy will try, see, the enemy is going to try to knock us down with a negative report and try to get us in fear. Yeah. 
And fear and faith does not mix. In other words, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And we can't allow the enemy to get us in fear. Amen. That's why we need to get into his presence and we need to prepare. And then we need to position ourselves to receive a word from God. Again, a more sure word of prophecy is the word of God. It's the Bible. Amen. Amen. But it's good to hear a word from the Lord. Amen. And we know this, that even in the book of Acts and in Acts chapter 13, uh, the apostle Paul and some of the other apostles were there and they were fasting and they were ministering to the Lord. This is in Acts chapter 13. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit spoke and separated Paul and uh, Barnabas for the work that they were called to do. And so they in the process of them. Uh, seeking God and worshiping God in Acts chapter 13, the Holy Spirit spoke and gave them direction. I'm going to say this to you this morning that the most important thing you can get from God is direction. And the next most important thing is timing. And if you get direction and timing from the Lord, you're blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, again, God wants to lead us and guide us, and, and He wants to lead us through an inward witness. Again, that's the main point. And so, another way that God leads us and guides us is, is uh, through visions. But before I go into that, one of the ways that God led me through a prophetic word when I was in Bible school, I, you know, sometimes we make our own plans and and I had my own plans. I was planning on staying out in Oklahoma. I liked it out there. And I was going to set up a ministry because I thought God was kind of, I thought he was calling me to be an evangelist. I thought I was going to be a, more of an itinerant minister, somebody that blows in, blows up, and blows out. And let the pastors clean the mess up, right? But God was calling me to be a pastor, which I wasn't aware of that. And sometimes when your heart or your mind is intent in doing something, it's on a track, it's hard for God to reveal truth. See, you've got to have an open heart for God to reveal truth to you. Amen. You can't be closed-minded or, or oh, I'm going I'm to be so focused on going a certain way that then even God himself will have a hard time trying to break in. And so I was, you know, loving God, already had my plans set up, what I was going to do in Oklahoma. I had no plans of coming back to Virginia Beach. I bought a house out there. So I was really, I was, I was set, you know, I, um, and I, I thought. And, um, but I was praying in, in, in tongues. I was worshiping the Lord one day. And I was praying in tongues. And what happened was a prophetic word came out of my mouth. And what came out of my mouth was uh, God gave me an assignment. And my assignment was go help Pastor Joe. And Pastor Joe was a, uh, is the founder of this church. And uh, he founded the church back in 1986. And uh, he was, he, he's a faith minister. He, he actually founded the church. And uh, I came in underneath him. And then I went to Bible college where he went to, Rama. And so, so the, 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 the word from the Lord was, go help Pastor Joe. And uh, I, I didn't like that word. I wanted to stay in Oklahoma. I was single. I had a sports car. I had my own pad. I had the master, be- uh, master bedroom. I rented out the other two rooms. And I was paying less than $200 a month on my mortgage. 
Personally, because I, I was renting out two of the other rooms. <laughs> and God will lead you. He will guide you into, into blessings. Amen? And I had my sports car, which I could park in the garage. I was pretty happy. I, so I thought. So I thought. And so, but when I, when I prayed this out, go help Pastor Joe, I, you know, my, my, my second thought was, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> oh, you hear what I'm saying today? I, 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 you know, it wasn't because I didn't want to come back. It was that I had other ideas and, um, and I want, you know, I had just a lot of other ideas, but God had the, again, God has the best plan for you. Amen. And so I, I, you know, my good thing, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I, of course I was looking for a wife while I was out there and my good thing wasn't in Oklahoma. It was back in Virginia beach. Yen. Where are you at, Yen? Amen. Amen. And Yen's my good thing. But you know what? Oh, man. It would take a thousand lifetimes to find another Yen. You know what I'm talking about? So she's, she's awesome. And so I, it was well worth it coming back j- just to get Yen. Amen? And, uh, but anyway, that's my story. But anyway, uh, so, but even though I did prophesy this, I wasn't used to prophesying, and that wasn't something I did. I, I, I could speak in tongues, and God has given me some words through that, but I never really prophesied. That was almost like the first time I ever prophesied, and I prophesied to myself. Talk about eating your own words, because I said I'd never come back to Virginia Beach, or I'd never be a pastor. And God led me to... Don't ever say never. Amen. <laughs> you might eat your words, amen? Is this helping anybody today? Yes. But, but even though you get a word from God, doesn't mean you go half cock and go do it. Just because thus says, Lord, you need to be a missionary to Hawaii. You know, just because you get that word doesn't mean you need it. doesn't mean that you need to do it today. It could be you may be in preparation five years before you go to Hawaii. Amen. And maybe some preparation time. And also uh, you need to confirm words that are given to you. What is that? What do you mean by that, Pastor? That means you need to pray, God, is this really you? Confirm it through other people and give me a witness in my spirit that you're really telling me this. Amen. I, I'm raising up some mature Christians in here. Amen. In other words, just don't get a word and say, okay, I'm going out there. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because it may have been the, the prophet's pizza that he ate that night before. <laughs> he may have missed it. Are you, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Now, as, as a pastor, I operate in a lot of the giftings, the five-fold giftings, which is prophet, teacher, evangelist, and all that. As a pastor, I'm a general practitioner. What does that mean? That means that I, that I can flow in some of these gifts because I'm a pastor, amen, and God allows me to flow in these gifts for your edification. Not for me and make me look like a great person, but it's to help you. And so sometimes I flow in a prophet style measure. I have a word of knowledge. I have a word of wisdom. But that's for you. Amen. Thank God that God gives that to a pastor. And he's, but, but I don't operate it like a, like, a, like, a, like a prophet would. Because a prophet operates in that gift a lot. All the time. I don't. I have a gift of evangelism. But I'm not an evangelist. I can witness and win some people to the Lord. I'm a general practitioner. Amen. 
So, so praise God. God is awesome. So, so God led me back here through a witness. And, um, and then, there, then another way that God reveals is through visions. And uh, uh, Paul was, was uh, uh, warned, uh, well, well, actually, Paul had a vision uh, of Jesus. And uh, when he got knocked off the horse, he didn't see anything. He was blind, but he, he had a vision. Amen. And um, Ananias, which was a, a person that was called to pray for Paul, to go to Paul while he, had, while he was blinded, to pray that he would see, give his sight. He had a vision of, of Jesus and, and, and Jesus spoke to him. And so God can give you a vision. Amen. He can give you a vision. And, you know, there's there's uh, and that would help. He helps lead you and guide you through visions. Amen. Uh, uh, Balaam had a vision. This is in the Old Testament. Balaam was a prophet that was that was being uh uh that the, the, this king of another nation was trying to curse Israel, uh, Balak. And uh, Balak was trying to curse Israel and was trying to get Balaam to do it and give him a lot of money for it. And uh, Balaam was praying, asking God if he could curse Israel. And, and God said, no, you can't curse Israel. And what I bless, you can't curse. I'm going to say this. You're blessed. And, and it doesn't matter what. If anybody's, somebody's cursing you, your blessing's going to outweigh the curse. Amen. The only way you can get cursed is that you curse yourselves by either opening doors and sin or you're speaking negative. Amen? Amen. So, so again, but, but, but Balaam got on his donkey and he went to go to the other king to do curse. And what happened was in that story, uh, Balaam's donkey spoke, you know, well, Balaam got stuck on the road and the donkey wouldn't move. And Balaam started beating his donkey and the donkey said, why are you beating me? You know, that was supernatural. <laughs> Amen. And some of you say, I can't be used by God. If God can use a donkey, he can. Okay. My God. <laughs> he can use you. Amen. Lord. Hallelujah. And so what happened was the donkey saw the angel. There was an angel with a sword drawn. And the donkey didn't want to get sheared. Amen. And, uh, and, and the donkey said, and then, then uh, Balaam's eyes were open and he had a vision. He saw the angel. Amen. And so actually there's three types of visions. There's spiritual visions. There's um, trances. Amen. And then uh, there's um, a third type of vision is an open vision. And so in uh, spiritual visions, uh, your eyes are uh, of, your, of your spirit uh, is open to see into the spirit realm. Amen. Uh, in a trance, it's just like what it is. You fall into a trance. It's almost like in a dream state. So that's the second type of vision. Amen. Uh, Peter had this vision in Acts 10. It says uh, as um, he had the vision of falling into a trance and and he did that. And that's when the sheet was opened up and uh, he saw all kinds of animals. And then he heard a voice said, go eat. So he fell into a trance. And so it's kind of like people when they get prayer, prayer up here, sometimes people, if you hang out, sometimes they fall under the power of God. I'm not pushing you down. 
Sometimes the power of God will, will come on a person and get prayer and they will fall. And what happens is God ministers to them while they're on the ground. Amen. And so, and so it's not, and some people sometimes see this happening. You sometimes you see it on TV, people falling and all oh, that person, that minister's pushing them down. No, sometimes ministers will do that to, 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 you know, to try to make it look like they're anointed. But, uh, but the power of God is so powerful when, when you're up there. If there's an anointed minister preaching, sometimes you just fall under the power. I've, I've fallen under the power before. I mean, I would just stumble. I mean, it was like, wow, man. The power of God. Why? Because God's power is present to heal, deliver, and to set free. And I remember that, that uh, you know, the Bible says that, that, old, that young man will see visions, old man will dream dreams. And it talks about that the Spirit of God will be poured out. And I remember, you know, that um, uh, my brother, one of my brothers uh, was prayed for, and he fell out in the spirit, and he had a vision of our church. This is many years ago. You guys want to hear it? Praise the Lord. And uh, he had a vision of the church, and he had a vision that the church was kind of an outline of the church, and the church was bright as the sun. Amen? I'm, I'm talking revival here. And then, then he had a vision of, um, of the church uh, being bright as the sun, and that, uh, that the church was... Um, uh, in holy laughter, people were laughing in the church, but this was under the spirit of God. And the more that the church laughed, the demons started leaving the area. In other words, you have victory in Jesus. In other words, you should reign like a king in this realm. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And the Bible says, you know, laugh in the face of famine. The Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. And, and laughter is a, is, is a sign of victory. The Bible says that God will laugh his enemies to derision. Yes. Amen? And so when he had this vision, and he had these sca- the demons scattering out, and, and it was like the, the, the church was so bright, everything else around it was dark. Praise the Lord. Amen? I'm, I'm holding on to that vision. Praise the Lord. I'm believing that this church is getting brighter and brighter. You're getting brighter and brighter. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm telling you, 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 the the light of God's word is illuminating each one of you. you, Glory to God. And pretty soon you're going to walk in the room and somebody's going to say, your presence convicts me. And you don't even have to say a word. Smith Wigglesworth walked in such a power of God. He would sit on a train, not say a word, because he spent time in the Word, spent time in prayer. He had a manifested presence of God on him. And a person would looked over to him and said, Your very presence convicts me. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Thank you. So God wants to reveal to us in visions and dreams, glory to God. He wants to show us things to come, but you still have to evaluate it. You still have to ask for confirmation. And before I came back to Virginia Beach, I asked God for confirmation. God gave it to me. And I ended up back here and God blessed me here, glory to God. I'm still getting blessed. Amen. So, so these are a few ways that God wants to minister to you. I'm telling you, he wants to lead you in all truth. Uh, you know what? The more truth you walk in, the less deception you walk in and the more freedom you walk in. Amen. 
And I want to walk in as much freedom as I can get. I don't want any deception in my life. I don't want to walk in any deceit. I don't want to miss God. I want God to lead me. I want to be called a son of God. Don't you? And God is preparing us next week. I'm going to talk to you how to develop your human spirit to where you will never miss it. Well, yeah, you probably will miss it every once in a while. But where you'll miss it less and less. You don't want to miss next week's installment of how to develop your spirit so you can be so um, precise and so accurate in hearing the voice of the Lord. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father. We honor you today, and we just thank you, Father God, that you're moving by your spirit in this church. And, Father God, that you're illuminating us by your word. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that are here in this auditorium and those that are watching on online, Facebook. And, Father, I thank you, Lord God. I know that you're ministering to, to each one of us today. And, and right now, your word says that today is the day of salvation. And we know that, that today is your day of salvation. And, and Father, I know that you're drawing people by your spirit and you want to walk with people. And maybe there's people here in the audience that's not walking the walk like you should. You know, you're not walking like, like you should and you need to get back to the Lord. You're backslidden. You're lukewarm. Or maybe you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior and you want Jesus in your life. And I want you to pray this prayer And mean in your heart if you're ready to move forward in God. Just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I'm turning my back on everything that displeases you. And I'm turning fully to you today. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation in Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 